This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, how are you, my friend? We're great. It's the uh, most wonderful time of the year, as they say. It's G1 season. And I think, for the most part, we're enjoying it. And I think, uh, along with that, starting to get a little cooler outside, Joel, which is nice. I've always, I always, I always update with like a weather report. I'm like a fucking meteorologist. <laughs> can I can I ask you another question? When do Christmas things start appearing in the shops there? Because I am eagle-eyed. Like there's this supermarket in Thailand called Villa Market, and they get lots of stuff imported. Mm. That's where all the Christmas stuff is. And last year I really fucked up because all the Christmas stuff appeared, and I thought, oh wait, I wait until you know nearer the time. Maybe it'll be discounted. Yeah. And then all the stuff I wanted was gone. Yeah. The advent calendar I wanted was gone. All the snacks I wanted were gone. And I was kicking myself, of course, not knowing at the time that I would also I would still be in Thailand next year. Right. But um, I am just popping into the shops like every few days, looking for the Christmas stuff, even though it's only October. Nope, not early at all. It's already already out. Stuff's already out. Um, matter of fact, I think I think uh, March is when it starts. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> it's just a two month window of nothing, and then and then like, now it's like. Uh, like my wife's really into the Halloween shit, so um, she uh, digs that. But her, her big beef now, her big beef is that uh, they're muscling out. Christmas muscles out the, uh, the even the Halloween stuff at this point. Like, like so what? What does a normal Halloween look like for you guys? Uh, in general, just uh, I mean, it's it's kind of waned a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a. I don't think it's as big of a thing anymore. Um, there's there's been years where we've had hardly anybody come, um, and then we've had years where it's been. I gotta be honest with you, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like like I like the costumes and I like the kids in the costumes. I think that's cool. I just hate people knocking on my fucking door. <laughs> I think we had this conversation before. Uh, I I know I've had a conversation of this kind. Uh, I hate I fucking hate people knocking on my door. I fucking hate it. Um, and uh, I know. So, sure, I'll be like, well, why don't you just fucking sit on the steps? You know, take a bowl of candy, sit on the steps. You know, the, 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 the door so doesn't fucking... the whole evening? Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, I, I really do. I, I don't I don't care for that aspect of it. But, like, like, I don't know. But, like, people do, like, trunken treats, I guess it's called now, where they, like, everybody pulls up in, like, their car in this lot and the kids go around in the lot to the different cars. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have kids, so it's, I don't know. It just seems like a big pain in the ass to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Should we try and crowdsource ideas for a costume for Esther for this Halloween? Oh yeah. Something that's easy to make. Oh, don't, <laughs> don't be like, Oh, you, you know, full, because you've got a kind of rainmaker. I did. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I was like, the Great Ocon would be great. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah? You if think I the Great Ocon? 
fucking do it in a budget way. Oh yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> it's oh something my God. that no one else, not a single soul in this country, wouldn't understand. <laughs> Daddy, what? She's looking back in pictures. Daddy, what? What was this? Oh, you were the great Ocon, dear. What? Yes. <laughs> uh, she would. She'll look at that and say, "Oh, you dressed me up like multiple IWGP Heavyweight World Champion, Great Ocon. Good call. <laughs> You're ahead of the curve, Dad." Or, or she'll be like, "Who again?" <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh God Almighty! Yeah, that, that, I mean that'd be that'd be that'd be appealing to us. Um, I mean, can she pull off a costume at this point? Like, is she just going to be annoyed with the costume idea? The idea of getting dressed? Oh, up? Yeah, <laughs> anything on her that can be detached will be detached. Yeah. Like when you say, "Can she pull it off?" Like literally, yes, yeah, she will pull it off. Yeah. Um, how long does that usually last for you? Like that whole put on the costume, take her out. Like, do you You guys don't go door to door, do you? No, I mean, it would be different this year because last year they were all the little baby group Halloween parties and I, that might be a bit too soon. I think, I mean, Bangkok's heading in the right direction. Thailand's heading in the right direction as far as COVID goes. Things are slowly easing up. Hopefully school will be open again soon. But in terms of like a Halloween party where all mothers can come with their babies in a big group. I uh, probably not. I can't see it. No. Okay. All right. So what do you do? You just like wheel her around town or, I mean, how does that work for you? Oh, I can hear her now. I oh. thought they were out. They're coming back. Oh shit. <laughs> echoes down the hallway. <laughs> Daddy's here. Daddy's home. How far away can you hear them? Like, like is your dad ears? Like you're just like, Oh, peace and quiet. How far away has your hearing like improved just knowing that they're coming like can you sense them yes definitely and also the room that i'm recording in uh, is it backs onto the the corridor for our apartment building and there's a little window for some reason don't know why the fuck there's like a, wi- a window <laughs> at the top of the room that connects to the corridor like wh- what the fuck is that for right so yeah i can hear them basically as soon as the lift arrives i can hear them coming oh. and also I can hear everyone playing in the swimming pool on the floor above me. So it's, it's a really bad room for doing podcasting, but uh, this is a really bad podcast, so it doesn't matter. Perfect. It, it evens out perfectly. Uh, I'll tell you, can, can you tell how quickly – Do you, can you time how quickly you need to get your pants back on to when you hear them coming out? <laughs> because you – um, I, I'm, I'm sitting here in my pants and my socks uh, – well, English pants, my underpants yes. and my socks. Yes, Um I'll be okay. I mean, the full, full nakedness is the issue. Like, if I take Esther for a shower or bath or whatever, she she will point at stuff. And oh yeah, she'll she'll point at my meat and two veg, and it's like like at, at, at what's that? Like, no, the the Thai word for um, who is Kai. So she points at us and say Kai Kai. So she'll point at <laughs> point at my my genitals and be like Kai, oh. <laughs> which is a bit awkward. <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't do I hope it. I'm not going to end up on some sort of list now. This no, is, no, I, I shouldn't be talking about this. Should I? I don't just. I just don't think I could do that. The, the kid, like, oh, just just that small thing would be like not your cock. Um, that small <laughs> issue would be like, oh my god, uh, I don't know. I just can't do anything. I don't know. The kid thing, the Halloween thing, the fucking, oh. God bless you. And you get, and listen, you're doing the dance again. You're doing the dance again. Yeah. November 14th, we've penciled in. Because it's going to be a C-section again, uh, as, as I explained before. Yeah. 
So that's that's what we're looking at. It's already it's already booked. Uh, I don't think we've officially signed anything yet, but Mally talked about it with the doctor yesterday, and yeah. So what's that? Just over a month. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I. So when you do that, just keep in mind just a, a tale a tale of two uh, tale of two lives. So while that that unbelievably monumentous occasion is occurring in your life. That, that that probably ran around the exact same time, Joel. I will be hopping on an airplane going to Mayacoba, Mexico, <laughs> enjoying enjoying a luxury resu- resort uh, in the middle of Mexico. And uh, you cannot be suggesting that our coverage of the World Tag League is going to in any way falter, Damon. I I'll guarantee you that it will. <laughs> For those eagerly anticipating World Tag League coverage that week, you can go fuck yourself because I will be drunk on a beach uh, in in the middle of Mexico. So yes, uh, and you will be giving uh, helping at least to uh, deliver a child to this world. So yes, uh, I don't give a shit who shows up for World Tag League at that point. Should we hand the keys over to someone else? Should we let like oh some, someone fill in for the? That'd be nice. Like somebody who never has never done a podcast before, though. I've got I've got two names in mind, and really? I've mentioned it to these people before. Yeah, because I'm I always value their their New Japan opinions. I think they're well, what they post at least, the right is very entertaining. But uh, I don't know if they'd be interested in in actually doing it. Would they be squatting on the show at that point, and then? We we couldn't take the show over, and then we could just leave. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean that that is what I'm aiming for. That people would be like, "Wow, these these two are so, so good much, that yeah. don't come back." <laughs> right? That's that's what we're looking for. Uh, oh, really? So do you have people in mind? Don't tell me who. Don't yeah. tell me who yet. But like, you have people in mind? Yes. Okay. Have you had this? Just, just sort of hypothetical. It wasn't something where I was. I mean, it's literally just popped into my head now with these because there's going to be fuck all. Of importance happening in New Japan around that time. Are they? So, can they do a I show? Can, can they do a show? Yeah. Well, can they record? No, uh, are they well, entertaining? Are they fucking? Can they? Can they carry an audience? Can they make? I've never person? heard them on audio before. Really? I wouldn't know. <laughs> so oh, it, it would be. It would definitely be a shot in the dark. But we can. I don't know. Maybe we'll open it up to. Maybe we, we open it we, up. We can crowdsource this. We can crowdsource. Why don't we do this? We'll have people submit some demos. Right. Oh yes. Right. <laughs> We'll have people that feels, s- sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> Sending demos for a, a role that you're never going to get anywhere close to. <laughs> it does sound familiar. That does, does sound familiar. Remember we were so stressed about that? <laughs> In hindsight. Asking people for advice. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wish I kept my fucking mouth shut. <laughs> oh, us. Those were the days. Um, Me thinking, oh, if, if we have to relocate to Tokyo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gonna- <laughs> How logistically am I going to be able to do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, how, how disruptive will this change my life? Oh. And I'm already picturing, like, oh, where would I eat? Where would I go to lunch? <laughs> I hope those seats at ringside are comfortable. Yeah, really. Oh. How, how do we, how, what, what if we need the toilet? <laughs> Yeah, we got all these things planned out in their heads. I uh, know those were the things. So we'll have people submit demos. 
again, yeah, should we should we like the, the should we figure out what the parameters are? Like, what do we want people to send us? Like a five minute no demo of them three. Talk, okay, three minutes, two minutes yeah. of them talking. What talking passionately about something New Japan related? I don't even care. New Japan. I don't care what it is. I don't care. Okay. They could talk passionately about anything. I mean, preferably New Japan, being that it's a New Japan podcast. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would. That would be it. And then we and then we pick the two people, and then they got to figure out a fucking show. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, and if they don't get anything up, then I don't care. Well, no, I'm they had to get. No, no, they had to get. So they had to get. They had. They, I mean, we're going to build it up so that it's you know they got to do what they got to do. But we pick the people, and uh, and if it's oil and water, if it's if it don't work, if this doesn't mesh, if it's a train wreck. Okay, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's on them. But I'm washing my hands of it. Right? We're washing the hands of a show that week. We have to. We we can't fucking possibly do a show. No. Right? So at least one show. At least <laughs> maybe one. two. Maybe more. Maybe maybe more. <laughs> this might be the last show for you tonight. Uh, yeah. So we'll do. That might not be a bad idea. So if you're now, is the criteria Joel going to be? I'm so glad we're we're killing a lot of time with this. By the way, um, is the criteria going to be? Uh, do they have to have had a show before, or they no, no really no show no. whatsoever? They cannot no, no have no barrier for entry. No. Okay. Now, if they do have a podcast, can they still? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm. I think open doors. Open doors. Give give anyone a chance. Yeah. Anyone's a chance. Imagine that. Imagine being somebody sitting like, I could fucking do that. Or, uh, hey, I could do that. And you know you're going to get pretty decent listenership, right? And people are going to be hyped to hear you, right? I would I kind of like this. I like this. I like this a lot. All right. So let's do this. How are we going to do this? How are we going to get the submissions, Joel? Uh, people can email them. Okay. We've got the Super Jcast email account. Do we? Do we? It was the one that Pete set up for us for the awards. Oh, okay. Oh, the Gmail? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I don't even know so, what the fuck that is. What is it? It is super.jcast.awards at gmail.com. Okay. We'll use that one. So what Joel said. <laughs> super. So repeat dot- it again. Super.jcast.awards. Mm-hmm jcast.awards at gmail.com. Okay. So, uh, yeah, if you're into that, and what's going to be the cutoff date? The cutoff date's got to be soon, right? Like, I would say the 31st of October of this month, right? Great. Halloween. 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 So by Halloween, two or three minute clip, you talking into a microphone, record it, send it our way. We'll go over the, the people that we have. We'll pick two. You two are doing a fucking show. Uh, yeah, great. Um, we we do it on Zencaster now, so I mean that might be the best way to go. They people do it on Zencaster. They don't have to be together. We'll work with them to, to, mm-hmm. to, to for the logistics, and away yeah, we go. Can get in touch with editor Dan. Yep. Well, yep. he might want a week off as well. Do we want a guest editor? Yeah, you want a guest editor? <laughs> yeah, really, you know? He's got a lot going on, too. I don't know how the fuck he does it, but he does. I mean, this band is taking off. He's releasing shit every fucking week, it seems like. Uh, yeah, and all his, his union work. Yeah. He's a superhero. 
Yeah. Sometimes my favorite things are he's like, dude, I, just, I fucking just forgot. <laughs> I'll get it right out. And he stops whatever he's doing and he edits the show and he gets it up. But I feel so bad for him. He's like, oh, he's so busy. Last thing he wants to hear from us is, hey, Dan, you got the show? <laughs> and again, the problem is, is that I am, it's six o'clock in the fucking morning here. It's what, seven there, six there? Um, what is, what is it in London right now? London is, uh, according to my phone, says uh, almost noon. So it's like 11.30 there now. Wow. Diet Coke break. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Diet Coke you know, break. Did you, did you not have the 11.30 Diet Coke break adverts with a hunky man who, we do the not. window cleaner who goes, oh, oh okay. Maybe it's a, it might be a UK thing only. Da, 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 da. Want you to, to, to. And it was a very, I think it was a ni- very 90s thing where all the ladies in the office would, would huddle around, like, you know, like, huddle yeah. yeah, and the, the topless window cleaner would come past and they'd all drink their diet cokes whilst ogling this poor man who's just trying to do his job. Um, Diddling wouldn't them fly these days, Damon, but uh, <laughs> I was surprised that's not a thing. I thought, I mean, we've had what the fuck are we doing? Why are we <laughs> it's, it's, it's 5.35? We only talked about a second of music. <laughs> Right, can we get on with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, because we, we, it's got to be, uh, you know, I got to work, you know, all that shit. Yeah. All right, yeah, so what are we talking about here? G1? Uh, can we start with Strong? Just we can. To, to flip reverse it, because I really like Strong this week. So this was Fighting Spirit Unleashed uh, from October 2nd, Long Beach, California, Thunder Studio. Yep. So we open up J.R. Kratos defeat, beating Fred J. High in 9 minutes 13 with a game changer. Then Chris Dickinson beating Royce Isaacs in 11 minutes 8 seconds by STF. And then the main event, Strong Openweight Championship match. Tom Lawler beating Leo Rush in 60 minutes, 19 seconds by a rear naked choke as Lawler retains the strong openweight championship. And I, I really love this one. I thought it was a really great showcase for Team Filthy, who have been mainstays for this product. Back, you know, deep into the, the empty arena days, they have been, like, in many ways, the, the, the heart and soul of New Japan Strong and kept it interesting because they were the only sort of really sort of consistent heel group in there. And all the stories had... Team Filthy at the heart of it. So for me, it was really great to see them taking front and, and center during this show and seeing guys like JR Kratos get a chance to shine. Um, again, I did continue to be impressed by him. I think he's looking in better and better shape. Easily a guy I could see being popular if he gets to wrestle in Japan at some point. I was really impressed by Royce Isaacs as well. I know he's normally a tag guy with the West Coast Wrecking Crew, but given a chance, only an 11 minute match with Chris Dickinson, but I thought it was really, really great. I was so impressed by that one. And I mean, Tom Lawler versus Leo Rush. We knew that was going to be good, and it was yeah. good. Just a great sort of styles clash with the the sort of shoot style MMA style of Tom Lawler and Leo Rush with his elusive, speedy, tricky, changing directions and, and dancing about the ring. And it was just tremendously fun to watch. And again, now that we got the, the crowds in place, um, it's just it gets goes from strength to strength, in my opinion. New Japan strong. See the the thing I like about it is this and. Um, it's it's a it's a sorry I'm actually getting text messages as I try to communicate my thoughts of strong. Um, I wish somehow this could be on some type of bigger platform because, like, I feel like this is these shows are right up people's alley, and and I don't think it's getting enough love. That, like, I think we're doing all that we can. To make it work, but 
like if this were on just somewhat of a bigger platform, like or and I don't know what that would look like, and I don't know what how that would be done. So I'm I'm, I'm somewhat talking out of out of my ass right now. But don't you wish that these shows, in, just in general, were on a bigger platform? That is, I think New Japan does a okay job of promoting these shows. But I, I don't know. I, Joe, what I'm trying to say is, is that I feel like 90% of our audience would 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 be into even specifically this show. And Lord knows what's coming around the corner when it comes to the Dallas shows getting uploaded and the Philly shows getting uploaded and stuff like that. But this show specifically, I, I mean, what? I think the runtime was like 50-something minutes. Um, three matches. And you can trim a lot of that away. Like if you skip the entrances and the post-match stuff, then yep. you're looking at close to half that, really. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't want to in-ring time. Yeah, sorry. But, go ahead. but I would, I would keep like, yeah. But I would keep like, you know, the backstage interview stuff, like the like the Chris Dickinson interview. I thought was really good. Um, what? I, like again, ninety percent of of our audience would, I think, would love this show. If the if the, if it found a way to get into n- their normal watching habits, how many? How what percentage do you think watches strong consistently? Probably about ten percent. Yeah, I would agree. I I mean, if I'm if we're pushing it, I mean, I, I mean, if we're really pushing it, fifteen twenty percent. I I I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. I don't know. I don't know how it can be done. But there's got to be a way for this show to be put in a more more of a spotlight put on this show in the sense of f- having people watch. Now, I like the fact that it's it's on demand, right? I mean, that's that's p- convenient for a lot of people. But even then, it's just something that people just don't feel the need to watch. And I think that the product has done everything that it can to make it feel like you need to watch. Because the shows are, again, 50 minutes, um, three solid matches. Uh, would you say anything was spectacular? I wouldn't say anything was spectacular. But it's I, I, like three really good matches. It reminds me of really early Ring of Honor. It really does. It reminds me a lot of really early Ring of Honor where there's something bubbling and they just, I don't know, for whatever reason, but I mean, crowds are going to help. Everything's going to help. Everything will help. I just don't know what we can do to help put it over the top. And that's people within our own fan base that, that I'm talking to. I, I don't even care if like some guy who watches SmackDown I don't need that audience. That I don't even think that audience is going to like this show. I'm talking about our audience. Like, what do we need? What, uh, not we, because I ain't doing shit, but what what has to happen for this show to be more of a spotlight for New Japan fans? I think there's a, a few factors at play. I think more careful choice of venue. I think if they start running in more uh, parts of the country that are conducive to their their fan base being able to pack the building and actually make a hot crowd, then I think word of mouth will will travel. 
Uh, yep. Esther's got my mobile phone and she's walking around going, hey, yo, hey, yo. She's a big uh, Razor Ramon fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a toothpick. And also, New Japan have got a, this is something that people have been saying for, for months, but they've got to sort out this situation with the TV Asahi and the, the gifts and the copywriting oh. stuff because that, that doesn't help at all. That does. That. I, I don't want to go off on a tangent on that, Joel, but can we go off on a tangent on that now? It can I, I mean I know we got strong we're talking about here, but can we go off on a little bit of a tangent because that is, and I know new like what's the Spider Man meme you know they're, they're pointing at each other, uh, New Japan and 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 the TV rights holders and uh, like do you do you see what that does like like people just hand wave here's the problem. You know what? Here's the problem. People have only 24 hours in a fucking day. And New Japan is fighting and Strong is fighting for your eyeballs. And there's only so much people can watch and there's only so much people can do. And I hate to break the bad news, especially now. People are are preoccupied with Halloween for their kids and fucking school and work and football and premier league football and hockey and baseball uh, right not to right not to even mention pro wrestling companies that are super red hot so it's 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 you their job is to get eyeballs like and to find people let me break the bad news to, to, to some wrestling companies. And, and I know this might come to, to as a shock to you. Pro wrestling fans owe you nothing. Zero. Zilch. They owe you nothing. And when you, you have a loyal fan base and you find new and creative ways of making your fan base just, ugh, ugh. and I'm not even talking about in-ring product. It's that. What do you mean? I can't fucking up. I can't upload a GIF. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm so even sharing photos. 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 Yeah, still images from events. They're copywriting. Copyright striking. Oh uh, no, they're not. They are. They are. I know it's, it's happened to. I think it happened to Kieran. And just so we're clear, this is not New Japan's direct. It's not them doing it. It's TV Asahi who own. I think what is it? Half own the, the New Japan world. So. Uh, in in Japan, companies protect their intellectual uh, property very very aggressively. So the TV Asahi people don't give a shit. Um, so they're just anything that's ours. Strike that's ours. Strike that's ours. Strike. DMCA's all over the shop. But this is something where New Japan have got to step in and, and try and work something out. And I'm I think they are doing it from the, the whispers I gather. They are moving towards that, but okay. Well, that's it's that, you know what we fast. got. I feel like we got those whispers a long time ago. Like, like uh, again, you want to do you want to do business here? You want to run shows here? You want to run shows in England? You want to run? You know, you're gonna have to fucking and Joe, just so I'm clear on this. People taking photos with their own camera, their own phone, and uploading it to social media. Are getting strikes? 
I, I can't remember exactly what the nature of the photos were. They may have been resharing promotional photos that have been taken and shared by the company. I don't know if it was personal, but it doesn't matter. Like, it shouldn't yeah. fucking matter. As long as people aren't uploading full matches or spoiling the finishes of matches, then it's a really important way to, to get people buzzing and, and talking about it on the timeline. I mean, maybe this is just us in our stupid social media. Oh, no, I don't think it, it, it is. It can't help. I don't think it is. It can't. I mean, Joel, right now I could go on YouTube and, and watch an entire Duran Duran concert from fucking Austin that happened three days ago. And I'm sure it'll get taken down and blah, 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 whatever. Okay, fine. But, like, like you could do that for any band. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, you're a piece of shit pro wrestling company that needs all the eyeballs you can fucking get. And we're trying to fucking help you. What the fuck? And I don't care if it's the pro wrestling company and I, or the TV rights holder. We're, it's, it's for your benefit. Because more people that get into your product, the more people sign up for your shitty service. Right? Right? You're making money in this too, you dopes. Again, I have no problem with you protecting your, your intellectual uh, – no problem. That's why there's laws and rules. But you're going to take down somebody. You're going to go with somebody's fucking account because they shared a photo promoting your shit. And guess what? The people that are doing it are the people that are fans of your fucking product. You can't be that dumb. You can't be that stupid. You just went to goddamn what, Garland, Texas. You had 700 fucking people. I don't even think you had that. And you're going to worry about taking down fucking photos online. Guess what? I had one of my accounts got suspended. TV, I see. Because I, I, I uploaded things years ago. like, But it was like four videos. I just I didn't give a shit. It was an account that I didn't use. I'll show you. I'll, I'll, I'll send them to you. Uh, it was like a Liger match, but it was like a Liger Junior Tag match from like eighty. Now what could have been eighty? Yeah, it might, it might have been a Yamato match. Uh, I think it was like four videos. <laughs> Boom, struck down. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Whose job is that?" Ugh, ugh. I mean, are you worse? You're you're you're, you're worse than a telemarketer. <laughs> That's what you are. Ugh, strike. Don't don't share my stuff. Okay, great. We're not going to share your stuff. Fuck you. How you like that? Now we're not watching. Now nobody's watching. For for a sh- for a show that is begging for people to watch, they do that dumb shit. That's the that's a big th- Joel. I, 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 that's a big problem to me, as you can hear in my voice and in my tone. And I, I maybe I'm out of my mind. Maybe I'm, but I feel like I'm on the right side here. I cannot see how that helps anybody. That's the that's the dumb shit that pisses people off, and they're going to be like, eh, "Okay, I don't give a fuck. I got I got seventeen other options I can go with to spend my twenty four hours." One of which includes jacking off the Riley Reed. Congratulations that- <laughs> on the wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hope she got my gift. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean, Joel. Am I in my mind with this? I don't think I am. No, no, you're right. And here's the thing. We will defend New Japan for stuff that's not their fault. Like the thing like the crap, the clap crowds, 
the attendance is like the the to some extent the limited roster problems that's not their fault but there are plenty of unforced errors that makes it hard for people who are on the fence to sympathize with them and still support them and and this is one of them what is she doing now uh she's rifling through all the drawers here um it's the same stuff that was in them when you checked yesterday esther but esther do you want to see my robot dance esther watch this wow Ah. She's taken my phone now. She's not interested in yeah. my robot dance. One laugh she was you pissing get. herself when I was doing that yesterday. Yeah. But now she's like, you've you got to come up with some new material. <laughs> right. You're going to the well too often here, here Abraham. Uh, did you, you should color her in on her Halloween costume, I think. I think that's what you need to be doing. You want to dress up as the great Okan for Halloween, Esther? Nothing. Yeah, no salt that one. Tough crowd. All right, so, right. so well, anyway, Strong was we, good. Anyway, Strong was very good. Enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, I wish more people were. Can I? Can we? Uh, and I know it's a complaint that we always have. We need. We need a new color commentator. We need a new color commentator. I can't. I can't. I've stomach seen. It um, Rocky is doing commentary with I think Lenny Leonard. It might be for the Bloodsport show. So hopefully he can have a word with him and, and bring him in for some New Japan stuff. Okay. All right. Awesome. We're a phone call away. You know what I mean? We're DM away. We, 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 Although he's play-by-play, isn't he? He could be someone to fill in for Kevin when Kevin's away. Yeah, how are they going to do those shows in Philly? Who's, I guess Kevin's not uh, coming it, to Philly. It, it will be um, Drama King Matt, won't it? The the artist formerly known as Aiden English. Oh, okay. He was all right from the time that I heard him. Let's give, give him a chance. Yeah. I, fine. As long as it's not Lanny fucking Parfo, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a good show to look forward to uh, this week. On strong, we got Fred Rosser against Suzuki. We got another strong openweight championship match with Tom Lawler against Renarita, and we have Robbie Eagles against Jay White. So, right. on paper, three matches that I'm I'm really into. I'm looking forward oh, yeah. to that. That's the Dallas stuff, right? Uh, yeah, this is the Garland. Show. <sighs> right. So, Man, I can't the believe crowd's going to look a bit rough, but I'm sure the matches will be fine. They'll sound like they'll sound like seventeen thousand people. They'll sound like ninety three thousand one hundred and seventy two. Um. Compared to the fucking like Hamamatsu crowd during this G one, yeah, yeah, were they, were they, were they? But here's the thing, like I thought, I felt like Cork and the Cork and crowd. I thought they were up for it. They were great. They yeah. were awesome. Like there's a points there, you couldn't tell it was a clap crowd, right? I, I, Joel, it's funny that you said that because I, when watching those shows, I was like, oh my god, they must have lifted it. <laughs> you know, they must have because that would well, felt. In Tokyo, they're like less than a hundred cases, new cases a day. Like, yeah. What the fuck are you still doing? I mean, I don't want to sort of bury them for for being cautious. That's probably the right thing to do. But there's part of me is really frustrated. That's like, ah, oh, come on, like, yeah. throw with the worst of it. Let people yell. Yeah. <laughs> and and it made such a big difference. People were so high on that show. Like, uh, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead to talking about. Over the place. I know okay. Joe Lanza gave um, Yoshihashi versus Hiroki Goto four and a half stars. He said it was one of his favorite matches of the year. And I think a large part of that was having a, a hot crowd. So again, circling back to strong, these crowds, I, I think, and I hope are going to make a big difference. They will. And and what's going to be nice is, is that you're going to see a little bit of a progression because they did the old, you know, Mid-South, put the light on the ring. You know, you could see like, the first two rows of that, and then you really couldn't see anything else when it came to crowd stuff uh, on on this show. And then the Dallas show, I mean, listen, 
I don't even know if they had masks on there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're yeehawing all over the fucking place down there. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it was like pew pew pew. They didn't give a fuck. Uh, so they're probably yelling their faces off, which is good. And then uh, Philly packed house, man. Philly's Philly. I, I, I think they only have a handful of tickets left in that building. Um, which is nice, which is good. I'm a little nervous. I'm gonna be honest with this. Will be well. Aside from Flyers preseason games, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be the biggest. It'll be the biggest indoor crowd I'll be around. A little, little, little. Well, I'll have I have my hand sanitizer <laughs> with me for sure. Yeah, you've been vaccinated though, yeah. and you've already caught COVID. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm triple okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I know, but here's my. F- all right, I'm a, not I'm a, that I'm paranoid about it, but I am a, cautious of it. I am mindful of it. Um, I mean, I can still carry the fucker thing, can I? Uh, yes, you can. Yeah, or you can still catch it. You can still carry it, but right. And I don't um, want to carry you, it to. You people. don't have any friends, so it that's a good point. That is a very good. That is a that is a valid point. Um, I've done everything I can to push people away. Uh, the I just worry about giving it to someone. And maybe like their kids or a loved one. Like I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want that to be traced back to me. You know what I mean? Like we canceled Cheryl's birthday party. We had to move it to this weekend because she was around someone at work who was around someone who was unvaccinated and caught it. So Cheryl was like, "What the fuck do I do? What the fuck do I do?" And she was, uh, "Joe, I've never seen her more mad." I was just, she was so fucking angry. We had to cancel just to play it safe. And and the likelihood of anything going wrong was probably low. Like we just didn't want to have it on our conscience. So it'll be this weekend, but in case anyone cares. <laughs> you always got to get political, Damon. You know, I know. About I, bloody I know. masks and MMA. You whining soy boy. I, listen, I don't want to die. That's what it is. Okay, <laughs> I am. I, I am. I am morbidly obese. I will. I will fucking catch something and just croak. I'll be. The, I'll be that. Trust me. They'll be. They'll, they'll be playing that fucking clip of me doing the guy on the ventilator that, at my funeral. <laughs> they'll be like, "Yeah, hey, asshole, that's you." Your fuck face. Uh, right, nearly six o'clock. We haven't talked about energy one yet. Let's all right, I know, really. We gotta, speed it up a bit. Let's, sque- let's uh, squeeze in fucking eight shows in one hour. Let's go. Back. What? What's that? I said, sorry, people from podcast. Now do I have to take a break because she had to clean my daughter Anna's because she had a poo poo. Clean? Did she just laugh? Did she just do a bit? Yes, because <laughs> Esther just came in here and did a poo. And Mally's doing a bit, pretending like I've got to change her, but you know, she's <laughs> waving her bum in my face. <laughs> Get oh. that child away from me. <laughs> oh. What? What nice. you know, Oh, Christ. Are you alive not, changing not, a diaper on air? Like you're... Uh, No, I'm not doing it. I, I do it all the time. Like Whenever I'm home, that is my job, but... I can be excused from doing it when I'm podcast. That's yours? That's your gimmick? Like, you got you to gotta clean... No matter where, you're the, you're the ass cleaner? Yeah. Oh, I don't mind doing it. It's, really? It's, it's one of those things that when you're not a parent or when you're before a parent, you're like, oh my God, changing pooey nappies. But it's it's fine. It's, it's no. It takes about a minute. It's disgusting. Uh, what, like, like, what's the worst thing she's ever eaten? 
Ah, uh, God. Can, can we talk about the G1? <laughs> Same Let's thing. Let's not go down this way. You'll regret it. You don't want to know. Trust Same me. thing. I mean, <laughs> G1, changing a diaper. Come on. Um, I've got a few questions here, actually, I, about Strong, if, if you don't mind. No, uh, no, Cheesecake says, uh, I'm going to be attending the Strong tapings in Philly. I'm only familiar ah. with the regular New Japan guys and a couple of the young lines. What shows would you recommend to catch up on New Japan Strong? And Karen says, who do you think the breakout stars of Strong are? And whom should we be keeping an eye on? So I would say go go back and watch from Resurgence. Yeah. And that will clue you in. Or if you even if you don't do that, I would say just jump in on this show. I thought this was a good one that yeah. establishes Team Filthy as like the the main players for strong. And I really think that this show, Royce Isaacs, he's one I want to be keeping my eye on. And I know he's not a full-time New Japan guy, but he was very, very impressive there. So um, just the, the young sort of indie talent guys like him, Daniel Garcia, Fred Jehai, Wheeler Yuta. And again, I know they wrestle for lots of different promotions, but um, they're people that I think New Japan would do very well to to keep hold of. And I'm certainly watching with interest. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, you could parachute in pretty much anywhere. The way the, the shows are, are set up, you can get in. Um, yeah, again, uh, I'll be at the Philly show, so uh, come say hi. Uh, it won't be hard to find. I'll probably have some kind of Maple Leafs baseball cap on, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just uh, buy me a beer. Thanks. Cool. Okay, uh, G1 Climax. And so Oscar Rooney says, is the G1 soulless only having good, not great matches, no match of the year candidate? So, I, I mean, the, the, mm, the, the discourse about that. seems to be, uh, yeah, and some people have said that, and they're not wrong for saying that, you know, this is not a vintage G1, but I don't think those are the expectations going in. I mean, we're halfway through the G1. I, I want to sort of take a quick moment to step back and, and assess what we've seen so far. And and I think going into it, it's fair to say that the expectations were pretty low, given the, the roster situation, the crowd restrictions. So uh, I'm thinking, what were the success criteria for this G1? Like, By what metric are we saying, yeah, this has been a, a good G1 climax? Because for me, like as I've said, the bar was pretty low. I saw those lineups and thought, you know what, if they keep me entertained and don't burn me out and, and make me dread watching the shows, if they, if they work hard, if they keep the bullshit to a minimum, give me a few notebook matches, then me, at the very least, would be happy. And I think they've achieved that so far. I mean, I don't think anyone was looking at that field and the state of Japan and expecting an all-timer, right? I think people are just, like, still fascinated by the fact that we got a bunch of uh, guys who were middle of the card in G1. And I think people just can't get over it because guess what? The matches have been really good. Everyone's had their working shoes on, minus, okay, even Yano's had his somewhat working shoes on. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, you mean to tell me sitting through a fucking Makabe Fale match is worse than, or is better than sitting through Yujiro and Tamatanga like, or evil and, and Tangaloa or, uh, you, you know, chase and Tanahashi. Like to me, I'm taking this year. Like I'm taking like those people that I mentioned have far outworked others in previous G1s. Even the best of G1. The best of G1. Those you know night 7s, night 8, they got a little, you know, you can you could easily hand wave a, a a few of those matches. Not everything was this bang-up classic every single fucking night. And I'll go so far as to say every single night has had a match where I've been like, that was a fucking great match, right? Whether it's Yoshihashi versus Goto, whether it's, 
Zach putting on, I think, a fantastic performance, or Shingo putting on a like those are must watch matches, right? Like there hasn't been one where I've been like yeah, Bushi. There hasn't been one where I've been like, oh, fuck this. Even Tana- there was one show that I thought was a bit of a drag, and that was Night Eight. But okay. guess what? Night Eight is always bad. Right. Every G One is bad. So I think it's unfair to sort of suddenly hold that to particularly high standards when you know th- those are the usual dog days of the tournament. And, uh, Joel writes in and says, uh, "Do wrestling fans expect too much?" And maybe that's part of it. Maybe a lot of us have just been spoiled by having you know AEW with these packed out huge buildings and red hot crowds and superstars making their debuts and it's maybe not really fair to hold New Japan to the same standards. And, and I asked on Twitter, what do people think of it so far? And people, uh, the, the consensus is people are happy yes. for the reasons I said. The, the matches are pretty good. I think the, the uh, something I keep saying, the floor is high. The ceiling might be a little bit lower, but everyone's working so hard that they, they haven't, there's only been one show where I've come away from me thinking, eh. all the rest of them, I've been like, you know what? That was a, a good night of pro wrestling and I had fun. I feel like these... The, the G1 has been comparable to to G1s in the past seven, eight years. And then wait till we get to the, the, the closing stretch here. Because really, that's when you're judging a G1, right? The closing stretch. Not the middle fucking, like, night eight, you know? You get through. We talk about the grind of G1. Why the fuck do we talk about the grind of G1? Because night eight's... You know, you're kind of over it a little bit, even at the best. And it's hard to sit here and, and compare a, a, a company that has the ability to put on shows in front of 13,000, 14,000. And God bless them, you know, that they're able to do it. And the shows are great. Don't get me wrong. But it is a little bit of apples and oranges. And even at the best of times with G1, you still had other things that were like, oh, they're, they're you know, they're hitting on all cylinders in this promotion too. It's, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really feel like it's people can't get over the fact that a Chase Owens or a Yujiro uh, or a guys that they just don't think are G1 worthy are in G1. And no matter what happens, it's I can't. I, I just it's not the same. It's not the same. All right. What do you want? You want fucking bad luck Fale in there? You want Makabe in there? You want Tenzan who could barely fucking walk in there? Like, what do you want? The guys that are in there, okay, may not be at a, a a level that you think is G1 worthy, but let me break the bad news to you. Every one of those people that are in there are putting on uh, quality performances. Again, not 12 stars, but but. T- Tell me, aside from Okada, you know, the, the usual suspects in previous years, who was doing this? Who was who was putting on these fucking classic matches? Huh? Because guess what? Right now, Ishii is. Ishii's having, having a, a very good G1. Zack. Abushi, Shingo. Uh, you know, those, uh, who was it before? Even Okada, Okada, Okada had a, an outstanding match with Sonata. Let me repeat that. Because I know everybody's just fucking waiting for me to just throw flowers at Sonata. Well, here it is. They had a fucking great match. That was a great match. 
What, 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 what do people want? What do you what do you what do you want to get in a time machine? You want to go back in time? Go go back and watch the G1s. Go back and watch the fucking G1s. Folly. Come on. People uh, again, you're remembering the great stuff. We're in the middle of this. There's plenty more great stuff to come. And I really feel like we had some pretty great stuff so far. And with the cards that they have been dealt, with the cards that they have been dealt, they're making it happen. How can you not get behind it? How can you not get on board on this? Guys who, and here's what makes it even better, Joel, for me. Guys, again, who probably would never sniff a G1 would never sniff a G1, are getting shots, and you're getting you're getting matches that, A, you may not have gotten or may not have even wanted before. But, okay, you're getting them. And they're good. The middle... I There's been maybe two or three times where I've watched a match and I've been like, could have done without that. Even fucking evil. With, even with that dopey turn-off-the-light finish. That was evil and Tongaloa. Was it Tongaloa or Tomatonga? Tomatonga. That was a good match. Right? Joel, that was a good match? Yeah. I, I found evil relatively inoffensive in this tournament and actively enjoyed quite a few of his matches. What, what, what else? What more could they have possibly fucking done? And let me, let me while I'm here, while I'm, while I'm, while I'm in this, knee deep, can we tip the cap? To the people who went and said, all right, I'm in. Because there's a lot of people that didn't. And that goes from the people in the ring and the people outside the ring. Right? I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are people who chose to not be here. Okay? And you you have that right. There are people that are here making the most of their opportunities. And I hope, and I hope that the company gives a little little tip of the cap to them as well. Maybe a little extra something in an envelope. Because good on them. Good on them. Yeah. I mean, we know they're a company that tends to reward loyalty. So I think they'll be they'll be okay with that's concerned. And and Jamie says, Do you think the early praise of the tournament was overblown? Has the more recent shows been underwhelming? No, disagree. And I think, Damon, you, you're the same. I think the, the tournament standard has been consistently good. And like the quality of, is it night 10? I think was right up there with the, <laughs> the best from the start of the tournament. So, What's wrong? What's wrong? Why? You're just, you're just trying to hijack the podcast, aren't you? <laughs> Naughty girl. Uh, okay, so let's get into uh, quick thoughts on the entrance rather than discussing all 25 matches right. that uh, passed since we last recorded. So a block uh, top of the block. We have Zack Sabre jr. On eight points. Uh, since we last spoke, he beat great Okan and lost to Tomohiro Ishii. The, oh man, I love the Okan match very, very much. It was, it was different because this was two guys who were unbeaten um, at the top of the, the block, but they were in match three, which I think in a weird way kind of helped because they didn't have to do the sort of typical, you know, 27 minute new Japan main event epic. They wrestled, 
a sort of like grapple fuck style kind of shoot wrestling thing. Yeah. And it was, it was really entertaining. I don't want to see that every week, but it was just something different. And the fact that they were both unbeaten at the top of the top of the blocks. And just, I love the way Zach's doing these, these flash finishes with the, you know, the quick triangle or the quick arm bar and people are tapping out immediately. And it's ending that, <laughs> led to that air of authenticity to it. Yeah. Um, and I thought the loss to Ishii was great as well. They've always, they've always got really good chemistry. And I thought this is one of the best matches they've had, actually. Just great psychology uh, with, with the arm work and the back and forth and the near falls. And that was one of my favorite matches of the tournament. So my question for you, Dave, is... Uh, from Jay Michael, how much of a pillar has ZSJ been in this year's G1? He's been fantastic. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll echo Esther's uh, statements by saying, <laughs> I agree with her 100%. Well, imagine this with two young children in the house. This podcast is <laughs> fucked. It is fucked. We are, we are done. We are toast. Um, nah, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, he's been an anchor in a block with a lot of talent, but his matches feel fresh and his matches feel there, there, there is an element of, of excitement with him uh, because like over and above everyone else, even though we had some shocking finishes in B block, he's a guy that uh, could beat anybody at any time and beat anybody quickly at any time. So we could, the, the flash finishes with the arm bars. Excellent. Um, he adds an element that I don't think anybody else has. Like you have your hard hitters and Shingo can do everything and Kota Bushi can do anything and Ishii can do anything. Again, hard hitters as well. But Zach's a little bit different. And I like the fact that Zach, he, he doesn't really have people that match up with him, but yet he... Uh, is willing to go toe to toe. Maybe not the smartest thing in the world, and sucker people in like Ishi. Like, like he plays off of Ishi being just dumb as bricks. You know, just being a tank. Uh, yeah, go ahead, hit me, hit me harder, hit me harder, hit me harder. Oh, armbar, you're fucked. Um, the only match that it took me a little bit to get into was um the Okan match, and I appreciate the fact that it was different, and I appreciate the fact that it was a little bit. Um, you know, you're not going to see this this much in um uh, Great Okan's arsenal moving forward. But the fact that they just decided to do a match the way it was, um, I did enjoy. It wasn't my favorite of of Zach's matches, but I thought it was again different, and different can be good. And I thought in this case it was. Um, but yeah, I think. It's hard because Block A has a lot of people that that I would say, you know, MVP. Again, it's early still, but he's in the running. I mean, he's he's definitely a must watch um, anytime he's on, without question. I mean, maybe part of me is grading this on a curve because we had the disappointment with Naito, and I love Zach anyway, and I I want this G one to be good. That perhaps maybe I'm I'm sort of looking at it a bit more favorably. I mean, I don't think these are any sort of like five-star classics or... No, but they're fours. Yeah, yeah. And, you know what I mean? They're fours. Yes. And, I, and I just imagine like, what would this block look like without Zach? And it would be very, very poor indeed. Um, so I'm just glad that Zach's there. Glad that he's getting this this push and I hope it continues. Um, 
And also another thing what I like about him, there's no clear finishing move. So you don't get the typical sort of finisher reversal dance and, right. and near falls like that. It's, you, you, it could be any any of those moves he locks on towards the back end of a match. You think, well, this could be it. Right. And you don't even know what they are. <laughs> like, like he'll pull shit out that you've never seen before and be like, oh, that's the finish now. And you're, and here's the thing, you're never yeah. like, well, that was a weak. No, it, this, everything he does looks like it could be a finish, it feels like. So, yeah, it's – it's. Uh, I love what I mean. Again, I, I feel like I'm biased because I just love his style and I love his matches and I love his the way he's presented. I just, I, I he's just one of those guys that I fucking dig. Uh, I wish he wasn't vegan, so then we could go out and get like some fucking steak and some beers. It'd be awesome. I would love to hang out with Zach, talk about Ben Sherman suits that I would never be able to fit in. It'd be hot. All right, what else we got? Great O'Connor also won eight points, lost to Zach and lost to Kenta as well. Uh, I, I am really enjoying Okan's output. I didn't love the Kenta match. I did like the bit where Kenta stole his hat and did the double foot stop. That was fun. Okay. Uh, but I think that was me not liking that was more down to Kenta than it was Okan. And we'll talk about Kenta in a moment. But I'm really enjoying Okan starting to shine and, and coming to his own stylistically as this sort of like roughhouse power grappler who can, you know, pick people up and ragdoll them. I mean, he hasn't got the sort of typical, you know, muscular roided up monster builds he's got that kind of build of like a a, a top sumo wrestler where not thick completely shredded and ripped but you can see he's got that sort of that uh sort of quite understated but monstrous strength and that's coming across in his matches and yeah just seeing him be able to tap into some of his amateur wrestling skills with that was was great fun to watch and i'm tremendously excited to see him locking horns with people like Ibushi and Shingo and Ishii. And I think then after those matches, we're really going to get a measure of what we've got with Great Okan. But what I've seen so far, I've enjoyed. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Um, but I will say this, that the majority of the matches that I've seen so far, like if I have to put them on a chart, you know, if I had to whip out the fucking notebook, I would say that the majority of them are three, like the like three and a half or less. Yeah, but I mean, look, look who he's wrestled. It's been guys like, with respect, Tangaloa, Yujiro, Yano, Kenta. It's, it's not been with the top work rate guys. Agreed, world. agreed. And I think the and I think the one that he had that was above the you know that was that would push the average was Zach, um, and and. Yeah, the best is yet to come for him. So, which is, you know, you figure he's going to have a pretty big role in fucking somebody's block up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's going to ruin yeah, somebody's. Because he, he doesn't have a match on the last night because he would have been wrestling Naito. Naito. So now it's going to be Okan sort of peeping through the curtain with that sinister grin on his face, hoping for someone else to fuck up i think yeah yeah and and just you know i I know it was mentioned on commentary but you know it's not like this guy hasn't been put in a position you know he's not losing matches i said you know in the past four or five months he was like 22 and six or some shit like that i forget what the number was call chris samson we we need we need him on the on the phone do you talk to chris at all you talked to him before right uh yeah quite a lot i never talked to the guy was he avoid me? 
Uh, well, you deleted all your social medias, didn't oh, yeah, you? I sure. talked to, I've mainly talked to Chris on the Voices of Wrestling Slack, oh. which you were in for about a week. <laughs> couldn't you, handle it. To, fair play. I, yeah, I, I can't uh, criticise your decision because uh, there's a lot of nonsense goes on in there, but I like it there. So yeah. uh, You handle that. I don't know how you can handle that. Just too much noise. Too much noise. All right. Uh, so that's uh, Great O'Conn, who I think we're yeah. eagerly anticipating – uh, the closing stretch of G1 for just to see what he's got in his bag. Uh, where are we going next? Let's talk about Kenta, also on eight mm. points. So they're keeping guys quite balanced at the top here. He, since we last spoke, he's lost to Shingo and then beat the Great Okan. Shingo match was pretty good. Um, again, it's not going to be one of my top G1 matches come the end of the tournament. Uh, it, it, he seems to have sort of slid into the role in this block of being the cheater. Yeah. And he's doing the ref bumps and getting the chair out which I don't love. So that, to me, has been letting down his matches and he's kind of sliding towards the the bottom half of this block in terms of people that I'm enjoying. Kenta, you know, as a heel is always enjoyable. Kenta in the ring? I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, when he sat on Shibata's chest... And crossed his legs. When he fucked up Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. I, I kind of was. And again, I know this is a guy that's going through a lot injury-wise. And his body's been battered. But boy, can I ask you a question? Have we even gotten a taste? A, a sliver of... Pre-NXT, WWE, Kenta at all in this New Japan run? Like, have we have we got a taste of that at all? Like, give me, like, best Kenta match in this New Japan run. Has that been anything that you would go back and be like, yep, that's a match you got to watch. And again, we're not talking about Yano. We're not talking about Fale. We're not talking about uh, whomever. We're talking about a guy with a resume like Kenta. In ring. In ring. Has this been a bust? I wasn't. I I didn't follow Kenta before the, the NXT well, even the NXT run, he's injured for most of that. So you're asking the wrong person, really. I mean, if you're asking me what were some of the best New Japan matches that Kent has had, I mean, like if I get up his cage match and go to his match guide and sort them in descending order by rating, before a New Japan match comes up, I am down to 40. So there are, according to cage match, just using it as a, a benchmark, his very best New Japan match was against Zack Sabre Jr. in the G1 in 2019. Four and a half stars, 8.57. But he's had 40 better matches than that in other promotions. Yeah. And again, he's been brought in to be a heel, brought in to you know be involved in Bullet Club, brought in to fuck over Naito, brought in, you know. And he may not have the I mean, age catches up on people pretty quickly. 
also for to, to add a bit more detail, those 40 matches that are above this Zach match, uh, the oldest, the, sorry, the most recent one is 2013. I mean, in pro wrestling years, that's like fucking 75. Yeah. It's been a while, hasn't it? Like what, the last time you could sit down and be like, that fucking Kenta match was outstanding. Mm. And again, looking at the top 10, 2006, 06, 05, 07, 08, 09, 07, 09, 09, 09, 08. It, it does tell a story, doesn't it? Yeah. Ooh. So with that information in hand, are people kind of expecting something f- like <laughs> that's just not going to happen? And we're yeah, just this, this is a different the past. Yeah, we're, we, are, we are never going to see that that Kenta again. So this is the Kenta that we've got. It's not good. I guess, do, do you enjoy him? Nope. No. All right. No, I don't. I mean, do you? Uh, I enjoy the character work. Right. But the in-ring, the in-ring is a little bit harder to get excited by. There are flashes of it. There are flashes where I'm like, yeah, that was great. But more often than not, I, I'm left wanting more. Right. And the people who, again... Not not for nothing, but the people who are hardcore fans, pro wrestling fans, blah, 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 blah. In, in any other avenue, like in like hockey or football or whatever, do you, like people cling on to what was what was so much in pro wrestling more than anything else, I feel like. Like that is 10 years ago. And again, in pro wrestling years, that's that's a lifetime. We're talking about great matches with Kenta. It's a long fucking time ago. The problem is, is that we know that it's, it's happened. So we kind of always think that they always have that that in the tank. And we, we're also got him in the same company as guys like Tanahashi, who are still capable of going at that very, very high level, right. even in their advanced years. Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay. Maybe that's something for people to think about because, yeah, Kenta is not that guy anymore. That I mean, and I I know that's not like a like a revolutionary concept. Kenta is not that guy anymore, and I think that plays a, a big factor. And I think I'm guilty of it too. Uh, Kota Ibushi also on eight points. He last time we spoke beat Yano in four minutes, which was great. All Yano yep. matches should be that length. And uh, Shingo Takagi, which was great. a main event. That's you know that's that's your typical spectacular, flashy, high-impact, high-intensity New Japan main event. But it's the kind of match that sort of, I I watch it and I think, yeah, that was great, but it kind of goes right through me and I will forget about it immediately. But I don't think that's necessarily a a condemnation of the match itself, uh, which I I thought was pretty good. So how are we feeling about Ibushi at the moment? I think he's had a great G1. Um, I I, I have no problem with Kodo Ibushi. Um, The problem is, is that, yeah, people forget. It, and it can, those type of matches are great, and they can go right through you. Um, can I ask another question? Yeah. Does, he, does he interest you? Like, is there a buy-in? Is there a hook with Ibushi in terms of his character or his storyline? Or do you feel that he's a guy who's peaked already in, in storyline terms, and there's not really much you can latch onto with him to make you want to get excited about him? Um, what gets me excited about him, besides his charming good looks, uh, is 
the, the, the prospect of a great match. From a storyline character point of view, there's not much that I sink my teeth into with him. But I no, will he's say a, he's an awkward weirdo, isn't he? Yes, yeah, he's just, just a dork, absolute oddball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. he's not as cool as any any no. of the other guys, and doesn't have like flashy gimmicks or nice catchphrases or anything. He's just like fucking weirdo who's incredible at pro wrestling. Yeah, who gets sick all the time and lost. You know, <laughs> you know, you're you're a sickly child. Uh, yeah, I mean, but 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 truth be told, he never was like. Like give like the Kenny stuff. The Kenny stuff was his was his peak when it comes to that. Um, and even then, he played. He was like a B part. If you know, he felt like he was like you know, in the shadows somewhere, and it never really came to pass with 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 the story that could have been for all the reasons that we've talked about a trillion times. Uh, no, I mean, but but again, he's never been a guy where it's been like oh, you know. I'm latched onto him because of his, you know, his struggles or his whatever, you know, or his story. But and, and are you going to be cheering for him to beat Kent on that final night to get into the finals? Because I don't want to see another Ibushi final. I don't either. I don't either. Um, I don't either. But but here's the thing, though. He's still one of my favorites. Like I just, I like I just find him his matches to be just spectacular matches. What they're you know they they rarely disappoint, so he's always going to be one of my favorites. But and but here's the thing: what like uh, who? What's the story with Ishii? You know what I mean? Like he's a guy who's a fucking you know more more guts than brains. Well, that, I and was actually going to compare him. To, I was going to say, is he sort of sliding into that role as being? I mean, I, maybe that's not fair because Ibushi is a guy who has you know main evented huge shows, is yeah. a draw, has tasted that that gold at, at the pinnacle of the industry. So. Yeah, maybe unfair, but um, yeah, he's he's a very very good guy to have around in in these G one climaxes. Oh, he's a you know. Uh, let's put it this way: if he wasn't in this block, if he wasn't in this tournament, the the quality would 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 go down. The quality would go down, no doubt. It's uh, again, and and I say these things about like he just doesn't connect with me character wise as like. That's that's not even a knock. Like like I like his look. I like there's there's nothing I don't like about Kota Ibushi. He's one of he's he to be clear he's one of my favorites. But like yeah he's you know I'm not you know it, 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 his story. I mean if there is one it doesn't mean whatever. Uh, speaking of whatever, Toriano six points lost to Ibushi uh, in his most recent block match. Um, please keep all his matches around that length. Yep. Five minute Yano, I will enjoy much more than twenty eight minute Yano. But that's about all I have to say about him. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, if he's if if you, if you dig the Yano, good on you, man, because you you're getting more out of the G one than than I would. Um, on on blocks that he's on, it's just not something that connects with me at all. And yeah, the shorter sprints are better. You can't do that every night because, okay, then that gets predictable. He's just not a guy that 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 uh, does anything for me, especially in, especially in G one. I just, I, I again, I, you're you're fighting for my attention, and that's that's not something that's going to win me over. That's for sure. 
Shingo Takagi also on six points, beat Kenta, lost to Ibushi. Um, this one may be a bit of a surprise that we've got the IWGP champion eating so many losses yeah. at this point. Um, but putting that to one side, I mean, I think his his match output has been fantastic. He's one of the MVPs of the block. He probably would be the MVP were it not for Zach just really stepping up to, to, to fifth gear this time around. But Shingo, all of his matches, I thought he's delivered. Yeah, I mean, aside, I mean, it... It's a shame that it's they're both in the same block, but yeah, to me, Shingo and and Zach are right up there with, with the MVPs of G one. There's not like you're not skipping those matches. And then, yes, we I, I had the same thought as well. Where wow, it's just the second loss. We had Zach. Uh, and what am I? Wait, he's, had, he's had three losses, hasn't he? Uh he lost to he beat Kenta, right? He lost to Zach. He lost to Ibushi. Who else did he lose to? Uh, Kota Bushi. Kota Bushi. Zach, right? He be- okay, you know? so just two losses then. Two losses. Right? Yeah, I mean, unless I'm, I'm, I mean, listen, everything seems to bleed together, and and it's. <laughs> I don't know what day of the week. It is, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's too because I because I remember when it happened. I think I I was like uh, both guys that were in the that that cruiserweight classic now have shots at the at the champ, um, which again is pretty funny as well. But okay, yeah, no, it is. It's just two defeats. So he's there he lost go. to Ibushi and Zach, and he's beaten Ishii and Kenta, and well, the Naito by forfeit. Yeah, yeah, um, like. MVP. He might be the MVP of the fucking. You know, it's October. It's October, and I know G one plays a lot, but we still got a couple of little bits to go. You know who my picks for for wrestler of the year for New Japan is? Oh, Shing- Shingo's got to be Shingo's top of the list. Oh, far and far and away above that. I mean, I think Zach is making a, a late run for yep. um. Un- make what is it? What's un- underappreciated? Whatever yep. our category is for that. Yep. Because I think the work he's done. First of all, with the tag staff, and then that like absolute cracking match he had with uh, Osprey during the New Japan Cup, yep. and now his little G one run. I think that he he deserves to have something at, at some point when we get to the end of the year. But Shingo, he's my New Japan rest of the year, and I doubt anyone's going to come close. Really, yeah. Right now, right now it's Shingo and Zach. Um, the this is going to be a weird year when it comes to that, don't you think? Like how how are you going to judge this year? Like Jay White, you, you can't. He's not in the mix, right? Uh, no. Will no will, will? What about Will? No, no. The second no. half of the year, he's not been a factor. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm looking at guys. I think Okada. We'll see how this G1 goes. Right. I think he is someone who's going to be in the mix. Tanahashi. Yep. I think Loki has had a really really good year. Yes. Um. I mean, maybe we can even throw in. I was going to say Ishii. Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb's been tremendous this year. I mean, but but wrestler of the year, good. I don't know. Well, well let's stick a pin in him. Right, come, come on, that's a good conversation. All right, all right. Uh, yes, keep going. With G one talk, please. Okay, uh, Tomohiro Ishii six points beat Tangaloa and beat Zack Saber Junior. So a little little resurgence here from Ishii. I thought he gave Tangaloa his best match. 
Zach match was tremendous. I think Ishii's cooking now. Like there's a little moment like when he had the Ibushi match where we're like, mm, you know, is he is he working at 100 percent here? But based on the the Zach match, like that was yeah. vintage Ishii for me. Yeah, the guy. He's just an amazing pro wrestler who's able to kind of go to the well in a very similar fashion, but yet still maintains a level of fuck. This guy is awesome. Uh, you know what he reminds me of, and and, and <laughs> don't take this the wrong way. Uh, and and it's, and it's a different style, but maybe you'll see the the analogy I'm going with. He reminds me of Ric Flair. In the sense of, Ric Flair had a very similar formula for the majority of his matches. And they were great matches. Great fucking matches. Yet, you know, they all were kind of cut from the same cloth. And Ishii's the all same right, Kenny. What? What's that? I said, all right, Kenny. There was what, that Kenny Omega interview where he was... Uh, saying that, you know, Flair Steamboat matches were sort of cookie cutter and very uh, formulaic. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, but no, you're right. He's got he's got a formula yeah. and it works for him. Right. And it's kind of like pizza, isn't it? Like even every time you're having a pizza, even if it's a less high quality pizza, it's still pizza and it's still good. Correct. Uh, 100%. 100%. You could have bad pizza, it's still... You're still going to shove it down your throat, and and, just, and it's rare that you have a bad pizza, right? When was the last time you had a really bad pizza? Right. All right. Very good. Ishii's pizza now, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yujiro Takahashi, four points. Uh, he lost to Tangaloa, and uh, yeah, since we lost, he's trying. Spoke. Uh, yeah, uh, Curtis says, who predicted Tangaloa and Huge Huge having the best Bullet Club versus Bullet Club match of the tournament? That is my question. I mean, I enjoyed that match a lot. I, I enjoyed. I mean, we'll talk about Tangaloa in a minute, but. He, again, Yujiro is a guy who I think is working so hard. It's he, I, I give him his props. He's not even when he's working at a hundred percent. He's still you know significantly slower and less fun to watch than most of the other guys in the block. But I'll, I'll doff my cap to him that he is trying his best, and the the bullshit is at a minimum. So he's a guy you, you sort of you have to say fair play. He's doing his best, and that's all we can ask for. Yeah. Um... He's he's one of those guys that again nobody. Anytime he gets two points, people fucking hand wave it, right? Um, he's trying, and and he's been. Here's the thing: he's been in others. You know, it's not like he's he's foreign to G one. Again, I think the biggest challenge people have with him is that they don't want him in, and one. And two, now that he's in, he should be losing every single fucking match. And we just can't do that this year. And and and, 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 and in the same breath, like he's trying – like you're asking a guy who doesn't do shit for years and then now, now flip the switch and we need you to go, you know, every other night and have a decent match. It's not – maybe not the easiest thing to do. Um but you're get, I think you're getting the most out of what he is. And that's all I can ask for at this point, right? Uh, Tangelo also four points, lost to Ishii and beat Yudro to get his first proper win in the G1 Climax, which I think was a really nice moment for him. You know, he seems like a good guy. Again, working very, very hard. Maybe hasn't quite lived up to 
the expectations I had of him. But again, we'll, we'll wait and see. You know, I want to see him go to grips, get to grips with guys like uh, Ibushi and, and Shingo before we can really get a feel for what Tangelo is as a, a singles performer. Seems like we say that a lot, though, don't you think? Like, I, I know that that we we're waiting for opportunities, and we're waiting for, I guess, the 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 high highest quality talent and ring partners to be in there with him. I don't know. Is he a guy that I will be calling back next year with a full roster no. at my disposal? Absolutely not. Right. But again, I'm I'm in, enjoying his work, but it, I'm probably going to be a one-off year. Tonga Loa or Tama Tonga? Yeah, see, this is. I mean, of course, we'll talk about Tama later, but I think Tama is outperforming Tonga Loa for me. Me too. Yes, by a margin. Of, yeah. Okay. Uh, we got Naito at the bottom with zero points. Uh, Bash says, "How do you think the absolute had a great one." Back to this tournament. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to Naito versus Shingo. We all were before the injury happened. A few nights deep. Do you think it's as much of a loss still or not? I mean, can you like we're enjoying this block a lot. I think A block is really good. Can you imagine yeah. how fucking great it would have been if Naito was there as it well? And it's hard not to look back on that and think of it as a big missed opportunity. Has it made it more interesting without Naito? That would be perhaps a, a silver lining for you to reflect on, Damon. Um, I mean, yeah, it's. So, listen, I, I I haven't hated A. I, I block A. We knew was going to be great from the jump. Um, I think Naito not being in it is it. They're going to push or push. The people are going to win when maybe they shouldn't have, and people are going to lose when maybe they shouldn't have. And things it does make things it has to just by the the very nature of it it has to to make things more interesting and keep you on your toes a little bit more because things have to be worked out with Naito not being in the mix anymore. So you can't from an in ring you can't just discount the you know you like that's a big loss. It's a big loss. Um, but yeah, from a booking perspective, yeah, that he's going to keep you on your toes. That's for sure. Let's move on to B block then. At the top, we've got Jeff Cobb, who's got 10 points. Since we last spoke, he beat Hiroki Goto and Tamatonga and Taichi. Uh, the, the Goto and Tama matches were good. The Taichi match, I thought, was fantastic. Yes. Um, of course, they've wrestled each other a lot in the past, but this was, I think, by some distance, the best match that they've had. Just no bullshit. Just two big, strong boys just fucking hammering each other. And the psychology was great as well, working over Taichi's back and, and the way that played into the finish. And Jeff Cobb just looks like an absolute monster in this tournament, as he should. I hope he wins the block. I don't think he will, but 10 points so far, five wins out of five, good stuff. Yeah, two guys that, that are making the most. Um, Cobb, I mean, look at Cobb now compared to where he was, say, two years ago when people were like, oh, his G1 out of breath, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's night and day. Tai Chi, I mean, unbelievable, right? What he's he's, been- the, he's the work rate guy. This G one block isn't that amazing, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, isn't like it's a it is amazing. It is amazing. Um, it, I, I, he's a guy that went from instant fast forward 
instant skip, instant hand wave to a guy where you're on the edge of your chair, especially with guys like this, like him and Ishii and him and Cobb. Like he just works well with those type of guys really well. Um, yeah, this was another one. He's he is he is becoming the workhorse of that B block. So yeah, I thought that I thought this match was great. And easily in the fours. So loved it. We also have Okada who's on ten points, five out of five. He beat Yoshihashi, Goto, and Sanada. Uh the Yoshihashi match and the Goto match were fine. Yeah. You know, about what I expected. Sanada match I thought was really, really good. Be Very sure. impressed by that. And I, I can sometimes get Tired of their quote-unquote rivalry. I mean, it's not much of a rivalry, is it? Because Sonata's got one win compared to Okada's, I don't know, what is he on, eight or nine at this point? But they, they really tapped into that magic. I thought it was a, a tremendous match. It, it had my attention the whole time. Closing stretch was great. Uh, I thought Sonata's selling was was pretty good. I mean, he's, he's inconsistent at the best of times, so it wasn't, you know, like a masterclass or anything. But the way that the, the knee injury played into the closing stretch and the finish, I thought was really good. And... Um, yeah, I guess we're sort of heading towards a really interesting climax here. Ashutosh says, thoughts on Cobb and Okada going undefeated before the block finals against each other. We do have an interesting situation Chris Samsa brought up where if Evil beats Jeff Cobb and Cobb beats Okada, then all of them, they're in sort of an unbreakable three-way tie. I don't think that's the direction they will go, but it is something to, to keep an eye on going forward. But yeah, how are you feeling about Okada so far? Uh, I th- he's been solid. And I think the Sonata match, shockingly, was one of my favorites. Um, and especially that closing stretch where they were kind of teasing the time limit. Um, it seems like every match te- teases the time limit with Okada. But they were teasing the time limit. Uh, Moonsault, uh, Miss, uh, what was it? The, uh, Tombstone, and then the Rainmaker. Uh, I, 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 I'm, oh, I didn't even see you coming. I'm sitting here. Mm-hmm. Have a good day, work. Um, the I mean, this was for me for for a Sonata match, one of his best in a long in a long time. But one of his best in a long time. Um, it, it felt like I don't know. I felt like all the gears were working. Like it feels like sometimes gears aren't working with Sonata, whether physically he's working, but mentally he's checked out, or mentally he's there, but he just fucking stumbles and fumbles his way through a match. This, this, it felt like he was checking all the boxes, and and here's the thing: Okada helps that, right? Let's let's be honest. O- Okada helps that along. I thought it was really good. I thought this match, th- th- this match particularly from Okada was was really good, um, and I again. We're in the middle of the tournament. Closing stretches when it really matters and, and the things that people remember. So um, I think the best is yet to come still for Okada. But he's he's a solid B, right? A solid B so far for Okada. Sonata, I, I would say the same. Okada to me has got the look of a guy who's been told, you're winning this G1, you're winning at Wrestle Kingdom, you are carrying the torch and, and getting this revival off the ground as, as covid Hopefully, uh, moves away. Wow, that was that was really <laughs> good. Crossed. You know what? That was that was really that was a fant- COVID Great moves <laughs> away. <laughs> I'm extremely tired. Um, okay, let's talk about Evil then. Who's on eight points? He beat Taichi. He beat Chase Owens. He beat Tamatonga. 
Uh, tai Chi match, it was fine. I mean, it was sort of standard dastardly heel stuff. I could have done without the using Miho Abe as as a prop. You know, I I, I didn't like it when Osprey did it with B Priestley. I didn't like it here. Uh, it's, it's it's an eye roll for me. That wasn't really what I got upset about with the Osprey thing. The Osprey thing up, upset me was people in my mention saying, oh, it's only pro wrestling, and telling me that I shouldn't be annoyed about it. But, you know, this if we're looking at what the offense was, it's on the same level as that. Yeah. So I could do without that. Um, Chase Owens match, it was fine in the Tamatonga match. Also fine, the lights out stuff. I, thought, I mean, at least they, they thought of a relatively fresh, creative way of doing the bullshit. But um, yeah, I don't mind evil in these undercards, relatively short matches. Like that I can deal with it. As long as he's not stinking up the heavyweight title scene with... 35-minute snoozers, it's okay. Speaking of stinking up, does someone just flush a toilet in the background? <laughs> I thought it was somebody flushing a toilet back there. Yes, she did. Oh, she, okay. there, are, there are three bathrooms in this house. Right, she chose that one? The, the one here, the one next to me, doesn't work. Oh. But she decided to come and use it anyway. <laughs> oh, they fixed it, did they? Yeah. <laughs> you te- tested it out, huh? <laughs> We're doing a show, and she's taking a dump. No one gives a, no one respects me in this house, Damon. Uh, Rightly so. I don't deserve any respect. Come on, you do. You got the Esther on the bed. Uh, while I'm trying to speak, <laughs> Mally's coming in here taking a shit. <laughs> Esther's shitting. You know, th- this is a lot of this is my life now. A lot of stool. A lot of stool. It's just getting served up literal <laughs> shit from the women of my life. Oh my lord! All right. Uh, I just thought it was funny that you know we talked about stinking up the joint and the toilet flushed. I was like, wow, we couldn't we couldn't plan that one any better. On the nose, isn't it? (laughs) Wasn't planned, honestly. It's not a bit. Um, Okay, are we done with evil? Yeah, I mean, he's I fucking trust me. He's he when he comes up, the remote is in my hand, and uh, I will say he's double speed. Now I will say this: uh, the the, the the Tamatanga match I thought was good I thought that was a good match um, and and but yes he's always on standby with okay that fucking Dick Togo hopping up whoop he's ready to go one thing I do I do, do want to say I I love the I love the the English commentary and here's why because they say the exact same things we say especially when it comes to evil. Go back and just listen to Kevin Kelly talking about evil and how he hand waves all the bullshit. Like he plays into all of us, which makes him so great. Like he sounds like one of us, minus the dick jokes and the toilet flushing. He, like he he makes it like he connects with his, he knows how to connect with his audience. Let's put it that way. He knows how to push the buttons perfectly. Uh, and if you go back and listen to that commentary, uh, hilarious. Like he just knows his audience. Well, well done, Kevin Kelly, as always. Uh, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi on six points. He beat Tamatonga, beat Sanada, and then lost to Chase Owens in wow. a, a very How about that? shocking shock upset there. Uh, the Tamatonga match for what was that? That was the semi main at Korakuen. I thought they did a pretty good job there, but again, I'll. I'll delve into that more when we talk about Tamatonga because Tanahashi, you know what you're going to get with him at this point. It's always good quality. Uh, and again, the Sonada match had its moments. I will talk more about that when we discuss Sonada, but I thought Tanahashi played his part well, at least. And yeah, the Chase Owens match, it wasn't anything special in, in, in ring-wise. I mean, when we discuss Chase, I think Chase has had better matches than this Tanahashi one. But uh, I remember at the start of this tournament, uh, when the, the 
participants were announced and the the phrase came up you mentioned it like Tanahashi's not going to be sandbagging Chase Owens and that really made me laugh that that really tickled me just <laughs> the thought of Hiroshi Tanahashi just like refusing to get up <laughs> Chase Owens moves not only did he not do that he's fucking putting him over in the G1 climax so yeah. that is uh, I think speaks volumes about uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi the man that I don't know if it was his idea or someone telling him you you know you're putting over Chase and he's like yeah no problem yeah lying down for Chase Owens on the the opening match at, uh, I mean look that, first, Ooh, great. I think it's a I don't think I don't think that goes um unnoticed by Chase you know what I mean like I feel like that like he seems like a guy that like is in that moment, it's like fuck. He's putting me over and cork and all. That's that's real. That's that's going to help my career a little bit. Um, and I also did like his Bobby Eaton T-shirt. Well done, Chase. Uh, shocking pin, yeah. Uh, I, that's why I like G One. Um, I know people will, will complain about that in the sense of, uh, oh, why is you know Chase beating the fucking legend? And, and I roll that. Eh, I don't think I, I think that's that's what makes this tournament special. Um, I like the fact that that Tanahashi has, at least on the surface, has no egos. You know, no ego amigo. Putting over Chase when you know he could very easily be like, nah. You know, figure out another way to to make these points work. I thought the match was good. I thought the closing stretch was good. Uh, and again. Him putting, not only pinning him, but pinning him with an exclamation point, right? Pinning him with a, a, uh, uh, like an emphatic exclamation point. It's fucking fantastic. I, I, I actually really did enjoy that. I thought that was really, it made my day. Fucking made my day. Ah, uh, we lost Joel. Ah, oh, jeez. Now I gotta. Now I gotta figure out how to. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. here. Oh, good. Thank God. I just missed everything that you just said, but I assume it was good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I love the fact that it was a a solid stuff pile driver pop exclamation point finish. No goofiness. No whatever. He he fucking pinned beat one two three, um, and I tipped my cap to Hiroshi Tanahashi for being a professional in in doing that. So and which I even love the way that there was that gasp from the. Coracle oh yeah! Just as he lifted him up, yeah, the package power before it even landed it. They and to be fair, like they've done a really good job getting that move over as a killer. So well done, everyone involved. Yep. Um, okay, Sanada four points uh, beat Chase Owens, and then he lost to Tanahashi in a main event. That to uh, for, for, for the watchers of I think you should leave. This was Sanada white bathing suit, slick back hair, live for New Year's Eve, down to Trafoni's. Let's slop him up. It was it was proper sloppy Sonata there. So that was not good. Uh, that's we don't like that when no. Sonata does that. But then the next match out, he went and had a, a killer main event with Kazushka Okada. So this is one of the reasons why I think people are never really going to get on board with him because he, you feel he's always got that in his locker that a match could fall apart at a crucial moment due to. Uh, clumsiness or sloppiness. Um, Scaramai says, is Sonata the ultimate? I don't care what you do. I've already decided I don't like it, wrestler. Um, I don't know. I think when stuff like that happens, when matches fall apart, yeah. you know, it didn't completely fall apart, but it was you know, not something you expect to see in high-level New Japan main events, is it? No. And, and, and that's, you know, it, 
people going into stuff with preconceived notions, I mean, it's based off of shit that has happened before. Like, what do you expect people to do? Just be like, oh, clean slate. No, oh, you've been burnt too many times. Uh, each, again, I, I feel like I threw the flowers. You know what I mean? Like, everybody can get – everybody can fucking isolate the audio, me putting over Sonata. I thought the match uh, was fantastic with, with Okada. Fantastic. Um can he do that consistently? I've I have no proof that he can. Can he do it occasionally? Sure, absolutely. I think everybody in the roster can. I think he and I'll go so far as to say, I feel like given his the tools that he has, he should be able to do that more consistently. But he doesn't. And that's a big problem that I have. Um there are times where he fucking bores me to no end. And then there are times when he can he can check all the boxes and his head matches what he can do physically and then away we go. But many times there's inconsistencies and there's there's disconnect between what his mind and his body and his attitude and his psychology and they're not in sync. So every once in a while they all become aligned and uh, that's when I'm a fan. Tai Chi also won four points, uh, lost his last three matches to Evil, Yoshihashi, and Cobb. I thought the Yoshihashi match was really, really good. So I thought they had great chemistry, as I expected that they would. And yeah, we, we've already thrown flowers at the Cobb match, which was tremendous. Um, Mark says, do you think the lack of presentation progression is hurting some people in New Japan? I feel Tai Chi in particular has evolved massively, both as a character and wrestler. But his entrance seems like an unnecessary mid-card hindrance at this point. I don't agree. I think that's part of his charm. So I'm quite happy for Tai Chi to keep that entrance. And... Yeah, uh, as we said before, he is bringing the work rate. He's the work rate guy of the block, and I love Tai Chi, and it's a shame he's only got four points. He's probably going to be stuck in tag team action going forwards, but I don't know. I look at him and the way he delivers in these big spots, and I think maybe he should be doing more in this company. Mm, Like what? You know, we're we're pushing guys like Sanada. We're pushing guys like Evil. Tai Chi doesn't... uh, dish up stinkers at the, the frequency with which they do. Not anymore. Um, but that was, you know, mean, when he was crap, that was because he was trying to be crap. I suppose you could, I just, I just think he, he peaks a lot higher than guys who are pushed much heavier than, than him in New Japan. Oh, oh, what are we, what, oh, again, we gave him the, the tag straps. What are we talking here? You want him to be like U.S.? Never? Yeah. Well, he's already had never. Yeah. Well, yeah, but never was different then. You know what I mean? Title challenger. I think he he would be good for a world title challenge. I'm not saying I think he should win it, but tournament finalist, New Japan Cup finalist, title challenge, why not? Okay. I, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. I think he's deserved that. I think I think he's put in a body of work to do that. And it would not be hand waveable, and and it could be very good. So I have no problem with that. I'm in. I'm in on that. Fine. Okay, Yoshihashi, two points. Lost to Okada, beat Taichi, and then lost to Hiroki Goto. Uh, Lawrence says my fiance says Yoshihashi screams too much in his matches. What is the easiest way to call off the wedding? Well, yeah, we will not accept <laughs> Yoshihashi slander here. And yeah, as expected, he's working tremendously hard and he's delivering. He has not had any disappointing matches. Um, you know what the easiest just, way to call off the wedding would be? Slide into my DMs, girl. 
Well, the DMs for the social media accounts that you don't have. That I don't have. Use. That I have no access to, right? <laughs> Joe will be my liaison. Liaison. Is that how you pronounce it? That's close, right? <laughs> Talk liaison. to me about Yoshihashi. How are you enjoying this tournament so far? Ah, uh, Yoshihashi. Um, hard worker. Matches have been good. King of Korakuen Hall. They love him there at K Hall. They love him. Yeah. Uh, he just. Again, where Tai Chi has found a way to break free, I still struggle with Yoshihashi. As hard as he works and as much as he tries, he still feels like a guy that beyond the never six-man titles, maybe the tag titles. Like I would never put a single title on him. You know what I mean? Like the day they put a single title on Yoshihashi is the day that this company's in fucking trouble. Don't you agree? Yes, I don't. Okay. I, I would like to see him challenge for one, but lose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I hate to break the bad news to everybody, but like that's going to be like a B show. Um, I mean, he's done it before, hasn't he? I'm sure he's challenged yeah. for US title or, or never title at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tags is where he's at. Tag is where he's at. Oh, those girls are so great. Oh, that's my speed. Let's, right talk, there. About, let's talk about All Saints. Yeah, let's talk, about, <laughs> uh, let's talk about his tag partner, Hiroki Goto, also on two points, lost to Jeff Cobb and Okada, and then beat Yoshihashi. Uh, Mikey CC says Hiroki Goto is having his all time worst G1 opening, and after his last match, seemed visibly upset with Okada and himself. Is this a tease of a potential change for Goto in his positioning? Or am I, as the only Hiroki Goto fan left, looking for something that isn't there? And this is just a continued moving of him to dad position. Or did Goto look at Ghetto the wrong way 10 years ago and is suffering an eternal punishment? In conclusion, what is next for Hiroki Goto in this G1 and his place in the company as a whole? You're standing in an empty room, pal. Because uh, even commentating, again, we talked about that. They were even like uh, Kevin Kelly. His exact words. That's for goose egg. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Kevin Kelly was like, uh, "Do we need to have a conversation about Hiroki Goto?" <laughs> like almost exactly as how I would say it. Uh, I was like, "Somebody's stealing my fucking lines." Uh, yeah, I think I think the the ship has sailed on Hiroki Goto. So, uh, yep. What do you? I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to paint him up. You're going to put him in full body paint again. Make him stand under a fucking waterfall. Come on, please. We're done. Tamatonga, two points. Lost to Tanahashi and Cobb and Evil. Uh, Cactus Max says, should Tamatonga be looked at for a singles run by management? The no. work he's been putting in has been impressive. Also, is Shingo likely to stay part of the main event scene long term? Crowd seems to be getting behind him more with each match. Uh, Azurario says, based off the G1 work, is it time now for Tama and Zach to both have singles runs and win titles? If so, who should win what strap? And Ben says, Tama and Yoshi have been my highlight of B-Block. Wow. Would you like to see them get a shot at a Never or US? And if so, who gets that shot? So ignore all the stuff about other wrestlers and talk to me about Tama Tonka because he's a guy who has really, really impressed me. I think he's outshining his, his brother and has been really delivering. I've actually enjoyed all of his matches a lot more than I thought, you know, especially those Bullet Club versus Bullet Club matches, which we were hand-waving at the start of the tournament, but they've been decent, and I'm enjoying Tamatonga. Uh, yes, and and better than what I thought we were going to get, right? So for me, I had low expectations. 
he's absolutely blasted through the, that, that roof of expectation that I had. No, no doubt about it. A G1 that has been solid. Absolutely. Do I want him to continue on a singles run? Only if we're still kind of stuck in the place where we are now. I would have I, I would go so far as to say I would have zero problem with it if if we're stuck with what we have right now when it comes to people coming in and out of, of Japan. If that changes, if we're able to bring in other people, I, I, I gotta be honest with you, I don't know if that's something that I would be interested in. Just because uh, there would be so many other options I would rather have than than that. Um, again, to be clear, he's had a fantastic G1. Do I want him to be a singles wrestler n- now and forevermore, challenging for titles? <sighs> no, I don't. I don't. And Chase Owens finally... Two points, lost to Sanada and Evil, beat Tanahashi. The Fort Sun says, what do you guys make of the Chase win over Tana? Bit weird to me that it was clean, but I like Chase, so I didn't hate it, just fell off. I mean, we talked about that when, when you talked about Tanahashi. Uh, I am enjoying Chase Owens' G1, again, a lot more than I thought I would, uh, in, in the same category as Tanatonga. I think all his matches have been good, um, if not very, very good. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, has there been a great match? Not quite, but has he been put in the position to have a great match? Not really. I mean, I'm not sitting here demanding that Chase Owens is in main events every night, but for his spot on the card, he's he's doing his job, isn't he? He's making other people look good, and he's putting on interesting and exciting matches, and you can't say fairer than that. Yep. Working hard, doing his best. He understands the situation. He's busting his ass. He got a great surprise win that, trust me, people will remember. Like, like, Right now, that is the most memorable thing so far in G1, right? Like, like everyone will know, re- will remember Chase Owens beat Tanahashi, right? And that's saying something for a pro wrestler, like to have that in, in you know in his folder. Yes, fantastic. So, and and here's the thing: that match was the opening of of that show. And I mean, that wasn't even put in the main event spot, and I thought it delivered. So, yeah, I, I think he's doing a great job, and he's holding it together. And, you know, as I, as I opened the show with, I'd rather have Chase Owens than, like, a, an immobile Tenzon. No problem at all. All right, so just a quick preview of the next few shows. So we've got shows coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the show after that will be Tuesday. I'm not sure when we'll record, but let's have a look at the next three shows at least where we've got uh, Oiwa against Despi and then Hiromu against Kenta, two singles matches to start off. Then block matches, Ibushi versus Tangaloa, Zack against Yujiro, Yano against Shingo, Ishii against Okan. Then the next night on Friday, we've got Fujita against Despi. Then block matches, Yoshihashi, Tamatonga, Goto against Chase Owens, Sanada versus Jeff Cobb, Tanahashi versus Evil, and Okada versus Taichi, which I think will be great. I'm really excited about Okada versus Taichi. And then on Saturday in Osaka, so looking at hot crowds here, Fujita and Oiwa against Kanemaru and Despi. Then special singles match, Ishii versus Hiromu. So non-block match there, but wow. that would be a lot of fun, I think. Yep. And then A block, we got Zack against Kenta, which again, they've got really good chemistry. That one could be surprisingly good. Uh, Yano against Yujiro, Ooh. Shingo against Tangaloa, and Ibushi against Okan. So I, I think aside from the the Okada Taichi match what I'm most interested here with those A block shows these are the two shows where 
it is shining a spotlight on Tangaloa and Great Okana saying, what have we got here? Right. So I'm really interested in those those matches up mind. Yeah. Yeah, but honestly, not a lot of sexiness. I, I actually am worried a little bit about Kenta and Zach. A little bit. I, I, I mean, I hope... I hope somebody's got their working shoes on this night. That's that's all I'm hoping for. I, like, not a lot of bullshit would be great. I, I like again if, if I put this on paper, I got a boner. Uh, the reality of it, though, is, is as we talked about, I don't know, might not be as great as expectations on paper. So, fingers crossed, it will be. Fingers crossed. Okay, well, that'll do it. I know we've got a ton of questions, yeah. but we've been recording for like two hours now, so I'm going to stop and go through the plugs, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. Keep the money coming in. We appreciate it. It makes us want to continue doing the podcast. Discord link is in the show notes at Cobra Kawaii, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash super J cast if you want to buy our t-shirt. Big thank you to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and goodbye.